At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning. Here's Michelle Wilson, Executive Director of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Hi, this is Michelle Wilson. I'm with the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership, and I'm here today on the Business Inspires podcast with Jason Willis. Jason, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. I was going to say you're with Jason Design Studio, which you are, <laughs> but um, there's there, there's so much we want. I want to talk about with you today because I've known you for so many years now mm-hmm. through my life with the the chamber, and um, and you've done a few different things during those years. So yeah, that's to say the least. <laughs> yes, you have. So when I met you, you um, were doing ad sales, basically. Is that mm-hmm. right? That's right. Okay, and you had what market? I had downtown. German Village, Grandview, and the Short North. Not the greatest markets for a community newspaper, but... Right. Except for Grandview, of course. And, <laughs> and so we worked together in that capacity for a little bit, and then um, you started saying, oh, I'll design that for you, because I would be taking out ads for the chamber or for an event or something, and I, and I thought... You know, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. So, and I don't have a designer. And you started designing things for you. Is that kind of when your um, interest in design began, or was it always there? And you just had to you had to find a, a fit to well, make it work. Yeah, I. So I worked with a great designer named Annie at This Week News, and I found that the my favorite thing to do, you know, selling advertising, especially newspaper advertising, is a, is a tough game these days. Uh, with everything moving more digital. But I found that my favorite thing to do was do the layouts and to sketch out advertising, little ads. And and I kind of, because I was in advertising, I got a good feel for what people were looking for and how they read an ad and how they looked at marketing. So I I would sit down with other designers and and try to talk through how I wanted the ad to look. And I'm like, I I just, I'm just going to do this myself. (laughs) And so, you know, it kind of... Are you controlling? (laughs) uh, My old boss would say, absolutely. He he hated all the time that I spent with with our ad designers. But um, I wanted things to be right. And in the end, that's was my inspiration. And they were. And okay, side note, love Annie, Miss Annie. She Uh, was great. And Mm -hmm. so clearly she was a good mentor to you. Um, But um, you also helped... The chamber mm-hmm. at the time when I was just the Grandview Marble Cliff Chamber before we became Tri Village, you helped us um, put together our first full size, full color directory for the community. Yeah, that's right. And because you had such a great eye and um, and vision, mm-hmm. that publication for the first three years won national awards. Yeah, yeah, I think it was um, national advertising in that in that uh, uh, community size. Right. One first place nationally, um, which was surprise. I don't say it's surprising, but it was a little surprising. It was a little surprising because it was our first shot out of the gate mm-hmm. to do that type of directory, and we took a took a leap and did our cover as a night shot, which when you're representing community 
was was kind of different because you know you want this sunshiny, flowery, rainbowy yeah, picture of exactly. the community you're representing, and we did a winter in Columbus, Ohio area <laughs> night shot, and it was awesome. I, well, I think that was because we were subject to the time that we had. I think we kind of started late. Going, we did going. Yeah. Yeah, we did, of course, we did. <laughs> we start. We started late going through the process of picking photography, and luckily. Yeah. <clears throat> I had a friend who was amazing at Photoshop. Actually, I went outside of the dispatch and and talked to a buddy who was a Photoshop guru. And um, he took out all the power lines and just made it look really good. And yeah. I don't know if you remember, he put changed the sign. Changed on the, the sign Grandview on the Grandview Cafe. Cafe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah. It's still my favorite cover. I don't know if it was just because it was the first time and it was different and it won an award, but it's still my favorite. And of if all you the remember... The photo was taken by uh, a vital, vital, mm-hmm. vital, uh, vital photographer companies, over there. Yeah, exactly. another chamber board member. Mm-hmm. So all worked out beautifully. Yeah. So you started when I knew you. You were at the Dispatch, and you worked for the This Week Community Newspapers. Is is that where you got your start, your career start? <laughs> no. Um, so I, I was sort of. I always thought I was kind of artistic when I was younger, but I always. I don't want to say I got into sales, um, but I f- first thing I did I was in the school of music at Ohio State, and a lot of people don't realize that I played jazz and classical trumpet. Wow! So I did not know that. Yeah, so it, I took I wanted to be either an architect or you know one thing or or be a musician. Yeah. Um, so I went to Ohio State School of Music for several years. Um, found that they were pushing me towards teaching, which I, I liked, but I didn't want to be a band director. Mm-hmm. So I dropped out of there, and uh, I've been going to college off and on ever since. Finally got my degree um, in graphic design, and I just tidied that up a few years ago, Great, quite honestly. Good for so you. I, I have enough credits to be uh, probably have four degrees. But <laughs> none, of them, none of them would make sense. Um, but, I, you know, I think that's that's – one thing that I do is, is I constantly learn, you know, I kind of got that from my dad. My dad got his degree when he was 40 years old too, Great. 38. So, um, he was an inspiration for me cause he was a carpenter and then he's like, you know, I got to do more with my life and wow. he found his passion and he yeah. went for it. And that's, that's kind of how I went too. That's amazing. So he, he supported his family. Yeah. And he was, he, he coached my T-ball. It took him eight years to get a two year degree. He was coaching me. He was umpiring basketball and um, refereeing, or refereeing basketball, umpiring football, and that's something and I would say. Umpiring basketball. Umpire, yeah, see, it's like I don't know sports. <laughs> Yay sports! Right? Yay sports! <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so he was a big inspiration in my life. He read. I, I don't. You remember those old Encyclopedia Britannicas and Colliers? Yes, I do. So we got those, and he. I remember going upstairs, and he read every single one, cover to cover. Oh my gosh! Just. Because, um, because he wanted to, and he just was constantly learning. And you know, I hated reading when I was a kid, and yeah. I find that is something I do every day now. I read every day. I try to learn something new every day, even if by incident. Do tutorials. You know, Google and YouTube is amazing if you're trying to learn procedures in Photoshop sure. or WordPress or whatever. There's a lot of things you can you can learn from there. So, anyways, that's. I love the story that your dad was such an inspiration. He was that's great. Still is. That's great. So um, you were at the dispatch. You decide you you found this little um, niche that you kind of liked, mm-hmm. and you thought I have I have something here, and I'm good at this. So, what did it take for you to make the leap to leave that and start on your own? That's a big leap. 
Well, two things. <laughs> One thing is is that I lost my three biggest print advertising customers in like two months. And not because of something I did. It's just because they were transitioning into digital advertising and to sure. uh, radio and, and the TV more. So, um, you know, that was a big chunk of change. And, and I was kind of at that point where I was going to kind of ride this bull till it bucked me and it, and it bucked mm-hmm. me. And um, I had a friend who I worked with in German Village, in the German Village Society, that uh, was a graphic designer, uh, uh, Design Smith Studios. And he was uh, – he actually set me up with one of his big clients and I did all his overflow work. And so it allowed me to kind of get right out of the gate. And he was, he was very precise and he kind of taught me how to really check my work. And, you know, it wasn't the, I wouldn't say the sexiest of, of design work, but it, it got me started. Sure. So, and did he give you any good solid advice when starting your own business in that field? Yeah. His name is Jeff Smith, uh, design Smith. He was, um, he had been doing it for years, and actually, he used to teach uh, some design at Columbus State. So he was very uh, patient with me. And you know, sometimes I think I need to bring on more people to help me because I get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would take me just as long to explain what I want to have done than, than have it done myself, do it myself. So um, he was very patient, and he was great at that. And I probably he was probably the real starting point for me to help me get into the business. Great. That's yeah. so nice to have somebody and he's local. So you can mm-hmm. still rely on him he's if you still, have a question and yep. that's great. Still down German village. So when you do face some of the challenges of um, being overwhelmed, having a lot of work on your plate, having a little less time than is ideal, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, how do you persevere? What do you, what are some of your tools in your toolbox that you could share with perhaps other entrepreneurs who are facing those same challenges? <laughs> Well, the first thing that comes to mind is don't be afraid to work the weekends, but um, which is something I do quite often. Um, find a little time extra. There, there's always time, I think, to, to do things, and, and you get distracted very easily. Um, I'll, I'll go four to six hours, and I'll actually turn my phone and my email off. That's a little – it's tough these days, especially with things coming at you and deadlines and people need things really quick. But if you have – a project that is really bearing down on you. Um, I find that just turn it off and people get mad at me sometimes. I'm like, where were you? I need to do this. And I was like, well, you know, you should have, you know, I, you got to give me 24 hours at least 48 is usually, I can turn things around very quickly, but you know, certain things need attention and you got to give it some time. Do you think that some of your um, customers or clients um, kind of think because you're, on your own and you still have other things to do. And so you have all the time in the world because you're not sitting in a big, you know, box office with Mm -hmm. a big staff. Do you think that that's, that's a challenge uh, that you face from your, from the client perspective is that they just, they think you're at their beck and call. Um, no, as long as you set that expect, not really. Okay. Uh, As long as you set that expectation, sometimes I turn things around so quickly that they're, they're happy. I tell them, you know, you set an expectation and you exceed it. Right. Right. Um, so if I say you got to give me 48 hours and I turn it around in 30 minutes, you know, they'll get used to that. But they I, I, I tell them, you know, if they send me something and I know that I'm busy and I know that I'm working on a big project, I'm going to tell them this is going to be tomorrow. Is that OK? Communication is the key. I find that when I was in advertising, I, I didn't care if a customer gave me a yes or no. Just give me one of those things. Right. Right. 
I'm not a, you know, I wasn't a hard salesman. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I just don't want people ghosting me. And especially, you know, your graphic designer, you don't want people that are in the service industry ghosting you, basically. Right. Sure. You, you want communication, even if it is to tell them that it's going to be a day or two. Right. That's all. I, and, that's, and that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what you're saying is just if it's going to be a day or two, just let me know that and then I'm good, yep. you know, and I can plan around that. Exactly. Yeah. And you do that with me. A lot. So I will mention that uh, that you do a lot of work for the chamber, mm-hmm. and um, and right now I'm keeping you very busy with Digfest. <laughs> yes. And I say uh, I need this today, and most of the time you're able to do that, so that's really appreciated. And yeah. um, you know, I don't ever want to take advantage of that fact, which is probably one of the reasons I asked that question: is do you feel taken advantage of sometimes? No. But and if somebody needs, <laughs> sometimes people just need something today, yeah. and you know. I'll I'll take care of it. And probably most of the time you can do that. Yeah. 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 If it's yes. Yes. <laughs> and you do you travel a lot. So sometimes that I mean when you set the expectation, at least with me, that says, Hey Michelle, I'm gonna be out these ten days. Mm-hmm. And and so I know, you know, try to load you up before you leave or <laughs> load you up when you yeah. get back. But um but I pretty much I I know and um Tell me about your travel. That's where I want to get to. I want to talk <laughs> well, about your well, travel. Well, so when it comes to business, I have 10 to 15 clients that constantly, you know, need something sure. at some point during a month. Um, but I, you know, me and my girlfriend, Kelly, we travel quite a bit late, lately, at least once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, whether she's traveling, I'm traveling, we're traveling together. Um, we're decidedly starting to slow that down because it, it is, you know, when you start your own business – Especially in the beginning, it's been a few years for me now, but in the beginning, you got to be present. Um, nice thing about what I do is I can take my laptop with me, and if I have emergency work that needs done, but I, I let my clients know a month or two in advance, like I'm going to be out these days. Right. If it's especially if it's a good chunk of business hours, um, I want to make sure that they know that. And so, for your regular clients, is this is it? Ongoing, or do you do you do a lot of project work? Or I mean, are they calling you and you're doing work for them every day? Like, is this are you a part of their staff? In, a few. Respects? I have I have several clients that are like that. Um, okay. One like being Jazz Arts Group of Columbus. Yeah. Um, I do all of their you know billboards and advertising and digital ads and all that, and that's pretty con. Their playbills. So, you know, they have a whatever their schedule is, they have 6, 10, 20 shows a year, whatever mm-hmm. they are, uh, two different seasons. They have their zoo season. They have their winter season. Um, so I'm pretty dialed into that. I go to their events. So I, I know what's going on with that. And I go to their shows. And I love being with actually them because I used to study jazz. So right. Yeah. Very cool. That seems to make sense. But I have a couple clients like that that are constantly uh, – Rockford Homes is another. I do all their marketing and advertising. Okay. Um I even write some blogs for them, which isn't my favorite thing to do, but I, I do it and yeah. I do love it. Good. Yeah. So what do you think you would do differently today now that you're a few years down the road starting your business? I would have started it 20 years ago. Really? Yes. But it took me, you know, it took me 20 years to really find my passion and sometimes that happens. Sure. Um, I, it, it it was. It's been kind of a wild ride. I, I ran some pizza restaurants, and I've I've done all kinds. I was this, you know studied music. I studied business. I sold advertising, and in the end, that's probably where I got my launch into creative work for marketing. Um, I love helping small businesses, medium sized businesses. I, I've had a couple large businesses that I've dealt with, but 
you you definitely feel more involved with smaller businesses. Feel sure. more everything's more at stake, you know. Especially when you're building a website for them. Uh, occasionally, I get brand new businesses where I'm doing their logo, all of their marketing, picking their colors, um, mm-hmm. designing their website. You um, did that with us. You did that with the chamber yeah, when we merged, yeah. and that was it. Was I had no idea where to start. So, you know, even though you were kind of um, new into what you were doing, mm-hmm. the guidance that you gave us to develop our logo and our colors was really helpful because I had n- no idea, you know, yeah. where, where the starting point was. And you came in with a, a survey or a questionnaire mm-hmm. that helped us really think about and identify who we wanted to be right. and find something that was going to stick and have longevity and make sense not only two years ago when we merged, but 20 years down the road. Yeah. Um, you know, everything needs freshened up after a while and trends change and, sure. you know, everything gets stodgy. Um, so that's why I'm always going to be in business because everybody's always going to need something new. Colors are going to change. Do we use drop shadow? Do we not use drop shadow? Is it a flat design? There's all kinds of things that are changing over the years. And, um, you know, I try to make things that kind of stand the test of time. Um, but, that's 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 design. It's, it's constantly changing and it's exciting and you got to keep up with it. Right. So that's what I was just going to ask you was how do you keep up with the trends? The reading. I, I belong to a lot of blogs. <clears throat> and you know, blogs have been a sort of a weird thing over the years. Um, but all they are are just news feeds, really. Um, people write their stories and they blog it out. And I remember probably 10 years ago, I was like, I, I'll never read a blog. I read them every day. Yeah, because it's inform- it, it's really uh, industry specific inst- information. Um, there's so many blogs out there. You just search uh, new design techniques in 2018, and you'll get all these blogs and all these people are talking about what's trending now. So I, I read that stuff constantly now. It's kind of amazing. Which is good for you and your development, but certainly good for your clients. So do you have a a preference on types of businesses or sizes of businesses. I mean, you kind of mentioned that the smaller businesses you're a little more closely tied to, mm-hmm. but you know, is, is there something that you, is there a niche you prefer? Well, the smaller businesses give me a little more carte blanche. So, um, medium, larger size businesses, anything over 30, 50 employees, they're going to have a lot more to say about what they want, which is, which is fine. Sure. Um, uh, <laughs> But I, I kind of like the smaller businesses sometimes because they give me a little more creative freedom. Yeah. Um, and they trust me a little more. And sometimes you have to sell your designs, even especially to these medium and large, larger businesses. You really have to sell your designs um, and, and convince them what is right. Sometimes, you know, the customer isn't always right uh, about these types of things. So you have to educate them. And that's... That's, it's probably harder to convince a large company who's been doing yeah. the same thing for a while and they're kind of tied to what they've been doing. Yeah, they're tied to their brand and and you want to, you know, you don't want to go in and reinvent the wheel and the customer in the end they want what they want. Sure. Um I'll try to talk them out of going in, into bad habit type thing uh type designs but you know, it is what it is. So yeah. We got to give them what they want. I remember when we were coming up with this podcast and and Brett uh, and I were working on what do we call this thing? What is it? You know, we're talking about businesses, but we want it to be um, a little more personal, and we want to tie the listener to each of our businesses on a personal level, so that you know maybe they they get their printing done with X printer, but they also know that 
you know, how that printer got there and why they're doing that and what their passion is. And uh, Brett and I came up with something. I don't, I can't even remember what it was because I talked to you on the phone and I said, Hey, I need you to design this logo. And we talked it through again. And, and you said, that sounds kind of inspirational. And I said, Oh my gosh, that's it. It's business inspires. <laughs> and so that's I how we came up with it. I forgot and, about that. <laughs> <laughs> nice reminder. Uh, but that's exactly how we came up with it was mm-hmm. having that conversation with you on the phone and that it's nice that you can, um, listen to each client, especially small businesses that are like me, that are, they want, they know what they want to do, mm-hmm. but they don't know exactly how to get there. And so you're able, it seems to me to be able to adapt to, um, who they are and what they're trying to accomplish and, and help them get to that end game. Right. So that's really nice. So tell us a little bit about what you do every day. So I do graphic design, web design and marketing photography. Um, I, you know, photography was one thing that kind of came in late and it was something that was, I took some classes on it and, and found out that I had a pretty good eye for it. Um, and, I recently did a wedding, which I said I would never do, uh, but I did. It was for a friend of mine. That had to be it, stressful. It, it wasn't because it, we just it was a pretty laid back wedding. But I, um, I find that I, I have a pretty good eye for marketing, photography, food, photography, things like that. So um, I, I headshots, which mm-hmm. I've done for you guys too. Yes. Um, so uh, we do a little. I do a little bit of that. Um, the graphic design portion, I do logo design, advertising. Um, I took probably five or six Photoshop classes in college and I still only know about 75% of Photoshop. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's so much more to learn, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's, uh, it's, it's fun because you have to learn every day. And, um, I love doing, using Illustrator, um, doing logo designs like, like the Tri-Village logo and, um, trying to make that work for everybody. Uh, InDesign is another program I use. That's for doing layouts, magazine layouts, and, and things like that, advertising layouts. Um, and most recently, probably in the last three years, I picked up web design. And that I, I took some classes on coding, which is not something that I am. I am not a coder, and I will never be a coder. But I know how code works, and I can write code if I have to. I use WordPress as a basis for my web design. Um, but it's nice being most large uh, firms that do web design, they'll have a designer and then they'll have a coder who will make it happen. So the designer will send mock-ups to the client um, and then if they like it, then they sign off on it. And then the coder will actually create the website based on the mock-ups. Well, I kind of cut that middleman out. I'm a designer who can design websites with a builder um, and Modern technology has gotten to which WordPress, certain WordPress themes and builders are so easy to use now um, that you you don't really need to do a full custom and pay the hundred, two, three hundred. Well, you know some some of those companies do need these million dollar uh, platforms, but um, you know small medium businesses we can get it done much less expensive than it used to be. And how about turnaround time? Does that allow you to turn things around more quickly for clients? It does. But again, I'm a one-man show, so uh, sometimes I will engage some other web designers to help out okay. in that case. But um, yes, in the end, yes, it really does take less time. And it sounds like it's more affordable. Much more affordable. Um, you know, I, I I don't really have to – I have to keep the lights on in my home office, but, you know, large firms, they're going to – you know, you're going to pay $150 an hour where you're going to pay half of that with me just because – 
that's just I just don't have the overhead that these large uh, firms have. Right. Good. And so where can people find you? Um, my website is www.jasondesignstudio.com. Okay. Find me on my website. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I would highly encourage uh, you to check Jason out. Uh, clearly, we use him a lot at the chamber <laughs> and uh, and for our events and, and lots of logo work. And we really appreciate all of your help. But I would encourage everybody to, to check you out, get to know you because you do great work. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, and listening to Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Our innovative and active chamber is successful because of our smart and engaged members who cultivate our strong business community. With more than 60 years as an integral part of the Grandview, Upper Arlington, and Marble Cliff communities, the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership is dedicated to a single purpose, the success of the business community. You can find a link to our website in the podcast notes to learn more about the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. For information about this podcast, to schedule a guest appearance, or to find out more about sponsoring this podcast, our contact information is in the podcast notes. Make sure you rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That helps us spread the word about Business Inspires. Circle270media.com at the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon. Or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. With Rapid Insurance on Vodafone Business, we'll get a replacement phone to you within four hours. So if you should... Oh, no. Or even... Just get in touch and we'll... Your replacement phone, sir. Your phone replaced within four hours with our rapid insurance. Available on our new and limited data plans. The future is exciting. Ready? Vodafone Business. Max download, upload, speed, apply to data. Coverage may vary. Unlimited and rapid terms at vodafone.co.uk slash terms.